Greetings, Internet. This is John Bailey, the Popcorn Junkie, here with another Patreon preview episode. Uh, one of the first goals I had in mind for the Patreon was to make a new series called Make a Better Movie. I've done... I've try, I played around with this on the main feed, but uh, in order to make it a an ongoing series, I wanted to try it out on Patreon first to see if there was interest for it. And so it, as a preview for new patrons to uh, see what to expect from the this series, I decided to take my least favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and see how to make it better, at least at least in my eyes. And so for this episode, we're going to try and make a better Iron Man 3. Um, basic uh, outline for the show is I take I decide what works, what doesn't work, if we need to cut anything, if we need to change anything, and then I lay out how the new movie will go. So for this time around, uh, basic rundown of what happens to Iron Man 3 for those who haven't seen it in a while or maybe haven't seen it at all. This takes place not too long after the events of the Avengers. So Tony is still suffering from PTSD. His PTSD has gotten worse after the course of the Avengers. But uh, the movie itself opens up with a flashback to 1999 where we get introductions to um, not, not only um, Tony Stark during his big peak Playboy years, but we also see, um, you also see uh, little references to uh, the doctor who will save his life in Iron Man 1, Yinsen Ho. And so it's kind of it's a nice little reference to be like, hey, this, Tony's going to see this guy again later. And uh, they all, Yinsen Ho also introduces Dr. Wu, who is a cardiac, I believe, cardiac surgeon. Uh, he is a surgeon who uh, play who is who is who will come up later during the course of the movie, but he doesn't really play that much in as part of the plot. The main person they the main people they introduce for the plot are Guy Pierce as Aldrich Killian, the uh, who goes on to found Advanced Idea Mechanics, a major Marvel villain, and Maya Hansen, who is a geneticist working on the Extremist Project, which is. Uh, taken from the uh, Iron Man uh, graphic novel short uh, run, I forget, I'm not sure how else you call it, uh, six-issue um, storyline from the comic books back in 0506. And the basic plot there is uh, Tony Stark uh, finds out about this um, project that is turning... Uh, humans into soldiers that overheat and tend to explode and it's up to him to try and figure out who's doing this why they're doing this um and put an end to it and i found the extremist uh graphic novel kind of middle of the road all things considered um it's not the best iron man story out there but it is a decent story so i can see why they want to tie into it but yeah, uh, so they so he meets in 1999, Yinsen, the doctor who will save his life in Afghanistan, Doctor Wu who will come up uh, towards the end of the movie, Aldrich Killian who will become a major antagonist, and Maya Hansen who is at first kind of a love interest, but you know he, he he's hooking up with her uh, for New Year's, and and she comes up later on as a member of AIM. And so, back in the present, Tony's deal- working on a new, I believe, Mark 43 uh, suit. And he still, su- you know, his, his PTSD has gotten worse. He suffers a panic attack, an anxiety attack, uh, while he's out with Rhodey. And a kid asks him about uh, what happened in New York. And so, as that, you know, as that's going on, Aldrich Killian resurfaces... And and solicits uh, Pepper Potts, who is now the head of Stark Industries, to bring on the him as a consultant and to um, and to work with him on this extremist project, which Pepper denies because it, it they are no longer in the weapons industry, and that's exactly what she feels this extremist 
project is going towards. Meanwhile, on TV, in full-on new, you know, um, new in, in all the news clips, is essentially Marvel's Osama bin Laden, which is what they've turned the Mandarin into. The Mandarin was a long-time uh, Marvel Comics Iron Man villain. Unfortunately, from a time period when it was okay to make to make a mockery out of the out of Chinese culture because they were the quote unquote enemy because communism. So the Mandarin the Mandarin was not a, is not exactly a a a you know a good villain to try and resurface in 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 his original form. So they uh, essentially since they've moved. Uh, Tony's origin from Vietnam to uh, to Afghanistan, they've made him more of an Osama bin Laden character, which arguably is better. Is it could be? Uh, it's probably about the same in terms of stereotyping and in terms of uh, of cultural mis- cultural like misattribution like it's a way it's it's just another way of do, making a cultural stereotype the villain instead of the mystical chinaman it's now the a, a middle eastern terrorist so you've gone from one stereotype to the other it's kind of a wash ultimately all things considered but that being said uh those are the two kind of major uh villain fronts aim advanced idea mechanics and eldritch killian and the mandarin and so, while while um, not too long after uh, Aldrich Killian shows up, Happy Hogan goes on his own little investigation, you know, feeling that uh, Aldrich Killian is untrustworthy, and he ends up being caught in a bomb attack that ties into the extremist plotline. And so, because of Happy being put in a coma in a, in a I believe medically induced coma. In the hospital, uh, he uh, Tony calls up the Mandarin, thinking the Mandarin's the one who did it. And after calling out the Mandarin on live TV, uh, his ho- his home in what is it? Uh, it's somewhere in California. I know that, but his home is attacked by you know with uh, military helicopters and. After after getting Pepper and uh, Maya Hansen, who's resurfaced to safety, he ends up traveling all the way to Tennessee because Jarvis remembers he booked a flight. I'll get into that in the in in what I would change. Um, so after Jarvis flies him to rural Tennessee and shuts down, he meets a ten year old boy named Harley who help who's there to kind of be his his connection to this Tennessee area and who gives whose place he stays at while Jarvis reboots and he kind of ref and he kind of fixes the Mark 43 armor. And meanwhile, Tony tries to investigate more about uh, these bombings and the Mandarin and what's going on. And he eventually makes the connection that these, uh, these, that these attacks aren't actual bombings, that they're tied into what's going on with AIM and the Extremist Project. And as he's doing that, Extremist agents come out to take who, to bring him in, and he has to beat them off without the Iron Man suit uh, and protect the kid in the meantime. Uh, while that's all going on, Rhodey has been uh, rebranded from War Machine to the Iron Patriot, uh, which... Is a reference to actually Norman Osborn's Iron Man suit in the comics. Fun fact: Norman Osborn, Spider-Man villain, built his own Iron Man suit that he called the Iron Patriot. Uh, but here they managed to uh, 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 they they fi- they uh, finagle it so it's no longer um, it's no longer uh, uh, a villainous sort of suit that's worn by um, Norman Osborn. But it's a it's James it's a it's a um, it's a it's a it's an alternative uh, redesign for the war machine armor. And uh, as Tony is investigating what's going on with AIM, Rhodey is kidnapped in Pakistan 
uh, and brought to a- AIM headquarters where they're trying to break into the Iron Patriot armor. And eventually, and they also kidnap Pepper Potts, who in order all this to lure Iron Man in, while they're also actually actively kidnapping him. This 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 movie's all kinds of has all kinds of problems now that I'm that I'm just now realizing that I now that I'm trying to describe it. But basically, yeah, uh, Tony's able to pinpoint the Mandarin's location to a place to like a villa in Miami, and so he heads down there uh, with whatever bare essential he, he has, and he stops even stops by a hardware store and grabs some ba- scrap. You know, manages to MacGyver up some weaponry to kind of James Bond his way into the to the compound. And that's when the big twist happens. The Mandarin isn't the villain. He's just an actor who's based, who's kind of essentially Ben Kingsley doing a, a Russell Brand impression. And so that's when Tony figures... That's when uh, the actor, Trevor Slattery, explains that the Mandarin was just a gig done by Aldrich Killian. And that it's been him the whole time who's been masterminding this whole plan. This whole stupid, stupid plan. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, once once he and Rhodey re- realize that, they also... Uh, the Iron Patriot armor it, it infiltrates Air Force... You know, is, has infiltrated Air Force One, kidnaps the president, and, ha- and the extremist agent there has left everyone else to die in a crash. Tony's... Tony sends the Mark III up there. It, it, you think it's him the whole time, and then it's revealed that he's been uh, piloting the suit by you know remotely the whole time. And it's an interesting scene. I'll give it that. Um, but yeah, he, while, meanwhile, he and Rhodey manage to make their way to uh, the final location, which is, I think, outside D.C., uh, either D.C. or New York. And basically... The president of the United States is being held in the Iron Patriot armor, like he's on, like he's Jesus on the cross, above whole tankers of, I think, oil or weaponry. Um, yeah, damaged oil tanker, and he's going, and Killian is going to have the quote unquote Mandarin kill the president on live television, and. It, you know, and then there's a twist that uh, the vice president is doing this because he believes the extremist uh, program can give his daughter uh, her legs back, and and so Tony man calls in the uh, calls in all of the Iron Man suits to take on all of the extremist agents that uh, Pepper Potts is injected with the extremist formula and. And and there's a bit, and then the whole big battle ensues around this tanker of the Iron Man suits, all being pilot, all piloted by Jarvis, taking down these uh, a taking down these extremist agents, while Rhodey manages to rescue the president and take back the Iron Patriot armor, and and Tony and Tony, in a fake out, fakes out, fake out kills uh, Killian. Thinks he kills Killian after he thinks Peppers was killed in a cra- in a in a giant fall, and then Killian and Pepper both reveal that they're still alive, and Pepper is the one who finally kills uh, Aldrich Killian. And once they all once they all survive, once once everything's back, you know, once the president is safe and the extre- and all the extremist agents are are taken out, then. Tony Stark orders orders Jarvis to remotely destroy the Iron Man suit, so it's just him and Pepper, and uh, him just him and Pepper again, and then uh, the you know Rhodey gets the Iron Patriot armor. The Vice President is arrested. Uh, the Pepper Potts uh, has the Extremis formula you know expunged from her system. Uh, Tony Stark goes under the surgery that was done by Dr. Wu, who was introduced in the beginning of the movie, and his shrapnel is gone, so he has no need to use the the arc reactor in his chest anymore. 
Uh, but even after all that's said and done, with what little he has left from his old life, it, you know, the fact still remains, he's still Iron Man. And that, and that's, and then of course there's the little post credit scene of him talking with Bruce Banner, him regaling this whole story to Bruce Banner. And there's some good stuff in there, all things considered. So basically here's what I want to keep. All the PTSD stuff from the beginning, from the, all the post-Avengers stuff, that stays. The extremist plot, that can stay. Uh, the Doctor Wu thing, that'll stay. Um, I want to keep the Mandarin, but I'll explain later. But he won't stay the same as in the movie. And then I want to keep that last post credit scene with Bruce. I like that scene. Um, the fight mainly stays the same. But, yeah, there's a lot I would change. Number one, the main thing I would remove is the, is Tennessee and that kid. You don't need any of that. In fact, I would pro- undo the whole Miami thing, too. Basically, I would cut out that whole second act. That whole second act, I would cut and, re- and rewrite from the ground up. Um, then I want to restructure... Then I would... Then I want to change the Mandarin around to make him more comics accurate... And I, instead of her getting extremist powers, I want Pepper Potts to get her Iron Man armor. In the comics, Pepper Potts is given her own suit of armor called Rescue. And so I think a better idea, instead of giving her extremist superpowers, is so the, so just, just so you could take them away later, I say give her the Rescue Bot armor, have her use that in the fight so that she and Tony are both in suits... And then have Tony destroy that suit along with his others, but he still has the plans so that he can always rebuild a suit if need be. Uh, instead of him fighting just Aldrich Killian, the climax would have Tony fighting the Mandarin himself. And then um, instead, there's this whole, this is really unfunny bit of like, to, of Rhodey having to go by himself in order to get the Iron Patriot armor back. I would undo that. I would have Tony give Brody an armor so that he can fight the extremist agents and get the Iron Patriot armor back and give the president one of the suits to escape. That w- I think. I think that would. That, I think that would be much better than to convolutedly make it so that Brody has to do everything by himself because uh, it's, everything's coded to my bio rhythms DNA bullshit. Stupid. If Jarvis is piloting most of them, why not just have Rhodey be a co-pilot telling Jarvis what he what he wants to do, and then Jarvis can direct him to the Iron Patriot armor, he can reboot it, and then he can get regain control. And then Jarvis can take the president somewhere safe. Um and then the other thing I would add is I would make in order to make the Mandarin more comics accurate, I would add I would have this start to hint at the mystic. Mystic, you know, the sort of mysticism inherent within the Marvel Universe as a tie-in to future movie Doctor Strange. You know, I would hint at the Doctor Strange to come in retrospect, but this is all in retrospect. I don't know how far ahead they were thinking with this. Uh, so yeah. I That's kind of how I envision this, uh, you know, what I would, what all I would mess around. And this is how I envision my version of of Iron Man 3, which I think would be a better version than what we got. So, first act relatively stays the same. You have Tony still suffering from PTSD. He has the anxiety attack. That all stays the same. Uh, Aldrich Killian shows up. Uh, maybe in the night, and maybe in the flash, even the flashback scene can re- stay relatively the same. Maybe there, Dr. Wu hints at having trouble with a character, but that calls himself the Mandarin. Or Yinsen, maybe, hints at, maybe, maybe have the Dr. Wu and Yinsen talking in, uh, talking in, uh, either Mandarin or, you know, or something like that, conversing with one another about this Mandarin character, and, and that's when Dr. Wu is introduced to Tony, and, uh, you know, then, in the present, Dr. Wu and Tony maintain contact, have Tony continually contact Dr. Wu to see where he's at with that whole, with a procedure to remove the shrapnel from his chest and have Dr. Wu insist that they're working on something, but they can't guarantee his survival. The survival rate isn't there yet. And so have Tony 
use Stark um, influence to kind of give him the resources for him to continue, you know, for him to keep trying and find a way to do it so that Tony has a higher mort- higher mortality rate. So that way it's not just, oh, by the way, Tony gets a shrapnel out of his chest. We don't know how long that was there. Establish that Tony couldn't have done this, and it's up and it's thanks to Dr. Wu's innovations in surgery that he's able to do so. Maybe hint that Dr. Strange, maybe hint that he tried Dr. Strange, you know, he tried Dr. Strange, but Dr. Strange, uh, or but maybe hint that Tony has a beef with Dr. Strange or something like that. You know, ah, Dr. Strange, ah, I don't want to, you know, give that guy, you know, you know, my money and time just so he can hog all the glory. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, but hint that maybe Dr. Strange, he doesn't want to do the surgery out of pride or something like that. Or maybe Strange has told him the same thing. You have a low mortality rate and he doesn't want, and he'd rather have a su- surgery that's successful. And then Dr. Wu's the only one that will work with him. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, have established that the surgery couldn't be possible, but they're working on it. That way it doesn't feel out of freaking nowhere that Tony just held on to the shrapnel this, this whole time when he could have easily done it at any point in time. You know? I feel like establishing that Tony couldn't have had the shrapnel out makes more sense than say, than than basically leaving it, eh, who knows, maybe he could have done it. And if that's the case, that's stupid. There's no reason for him not to if, it, if, if that's the case. If he wanted the... Because he can still use the... They've established since this movie that he can still use the arc reactor without the shrapnel. So, I mean, yeah. Um, I keep it so that uh, Happy follows uh, Killian, who leads him to an extremist uh, agent in, who then explodes, causing Happy to go into the hospital. Everything up to the attack on his uh, compound, his, his home, his, is relatively the same. This is what I would change. As soon as that happens, that attack, that's where those changes start coming. The real changes, you know, not just adding that Dr. Wu is working on a surgery to make it more viable uh, and more survivable. Uh, but that attack on the compound is where Tony introduces the rescue armor. And Pepper's like, I didn't agree to this. What's going on? And Tony uses that and the mark and one of the and one of the um, earlier marks and once. You know, once Mark 43 starts to fall apart, he tells Jarvis to send in an earlier Mark, maybe like 42 or 40 or 41 or something, you know, maybe 13, something more stable. And then have him take, begin to take down um, the uh, helicopters, uh, but they damage the suit and he and Pepper, uh, and he has Pepper uh, take him take him uh, to uh, basically a kind of like how upstate New York has that uh, Stark um, facility that they turn into event, the Avengers headquarters. Either take him there or somewhere similar, maybe a shield safe house. Some, but he's taken, but Pepper takes him somewhere safe. Jarvis directs them and he and Pepper begin to break down what's been going on. Uh, and then Pepper chastises him for putting their lives at risk. You know, this isn't what they're, this isn't, this isn't good for either of them, both emotionally and um, publicly. Like, it's not good for the company. And Tony maybe hints at returning, uh, relapsing in his alcoholism. And Pepper's like, no, 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 don't do this to me. Come on, I'm here for you. And have her comfort Tony and have him kind of break down, like, this is, you know, she, you know, have him break down the, da, 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 I, you weren't there, you, you know, I, I died out there, and, and all, it's all I can ever think about, to know that there's something bigger, you know, have him break, have him mentally break down, and Pepper be like, it's okay, I've got you, and have them kind of embrace, and prove, and show that, you know, Tony, she's got Tony's back, and so have her, and, and so while, once they've kind of recuperated, and and the repairs are going on with all, with the armor with the Mark Forty Three and the other armors. Um, Pepper returns to Stark Industries, and Tony and Jarvis are working on figuring out what the hell is going on. 
They investigate the thing. They look at news coverage of the Tennessee thing. There's no reason for him to go to Tennessee other than to introduce the little shithead kid. There's no reason other than that. So just keep him in New York for the most part. Uh, and while he's researching with Jarvis in the safe house, Pepper is returning. It kind of does a PR thing to give the press conference to the pe- to, get, to say that you know Tony is fine, everything is okay, and Stark Industries will continue forward. And that's where um, where um, what's her name? Um, Mer- Maya Maya Hansen. Contacts Pepper, um, and of course I would, and of course uh, Tony, um, you know, without Pepper's knowledge, hides the, uh, or maybe you have a scene where where Pe- when Pepper's leaves, Tony insists that she take the rescue armor, and she reluctantly agrees, or Tony slips it on her, uh, like as a bracelet or something that that can be called to her. And she agrees to join, and she agrees to join Maya Hansen in talking about what happens. And that's when it's revealed that Hansen's been working with AIM, who, and she takes him to Killian. And I would keep the whole Pakistan thing where Rhodey is tricked into, um, tricked into being taken by AIM. But but at the same time, I would and at this and while this is going on, Tony and Jarvis are researching what all's going on. They start re- looking into more of Aldrich Killian, and that's when they find out that Killian has a secret backer that has gone unreported, and they'll use like different shell companies that don't exist. And he's like, "Who who's funding your research, Killian? What's going on?" And that's when Jarvis, uh, who's been keeping an eye on who Tony told to keep an eye on, you know. Um, the news feeds and what's going on points Tony to uh, news footage of um, uh, of, uh, of of um, of one of those you know of uh, you know we interrupt this program to you know the whole Mandarin thing where Mandarin comes in and uh, showcases that he ha- that he has pe- both Pepper Potts and the Iron Patriot armor. We're uh, not maybe not. Do it in the news feed, but do it in like a private, like, like a call's coming in, but Tony doesn't know. Tony's like, nobody should know where I am. Well, who's calling me? And it's an unlisted number, and he's like, what's going on? And so Jarvis answers. He has Jarvis answer it. Answer it, and it's when that's when it's revealed that um, the Mandarin is t- contacting him directly, calling him a thorn in his side. You know, doing like a, you've been a thorn in my side for long enough, Stark. I'll give you. I'll give you the choice and uh, have it re- revealed that by this point um, they got Rhodey out of the armor and that the Iron Patriot is off to face the pre- off to off to uh, you know uh, go, uh, is off with the president and so um, and so that's when uh, Mandarin's like you have you have you have two choices Stark you can rescue your friends or you can rescue your president you cannot choose both. And so I suggest you choose wisely, and that's when he, you know, that's when it cuts, and Tony's gets all pissy, gets all gets all pissed, like, you know, John, fuck this guy, Ugh. and Jarvis is like, uh, what shall we do? So, you know, Jarvis asks, you know, to ask Tony, what shall we do, sir? And Tony's like, is Mark is Mark forty three armor up and running? And he's like, yeah, but, but, it's at eighty three capacity, eighty three percent capacity, sir. All right. How are the other armors? Still, still being dug out of the rubble, sir. And and so, and so he looks around the compound, the Stark compound, gathers a bunch of you know. I got an idea. Who says they can't choose both? And so we have quick, quick montage of Tony finagling together makeshift uh, weaponry, makeshift weaponry, uh, to put into uh, a. A you know a smaller mark model, uh, uh, or no, actually a better idea. Have have um the mark have him wait. How do I do this logistically? How would he get from New York to where would I put this uh, AIM headquarters? Probably like DC or something. Um, it's somewhere further apart. But uh, basically, he has access to to a to a 
Later model Mark later Mark of a suit, and the Mark Forty Three goes off to do the scene with the scene on Air Force One, while he takes a smaller assortment of of uh, tech and infiltrates the AIM hideout to rescue Pepper and Rhodey, and there he. And there he is able to take on. That's where it's. That's where uh, Tony learns that Hanson has been working with AIM, working with AIM this whole time. They just want him to. That's where they do the te- the tease of. We just want you to join us, Stark. And he said, and he has a better idea. And he, um, actually, you know what? He doesn't take stuff with. He uses he uses an assortment to get in there, but he um, he uses the rescue suit to get there, and then. Um, and then has it hidden on his person in order to uh, bring it to Pepper. And so um, while they're there, while he's there, and he's forced, you know, given the ultimatum to join them or lose his two best friends, um, uh, Tony's like, "I got a better choice. I got a better choice in mind." And he act- and he a- activates the little wrist thing, which sends the rescue armor um, over to Pepper. Who busts free, knocks out some guys. Tony uses the rest of his stuff to let Rhodey out, and they all and they all take down the extremist agents. And uh, that's when that and that's when Tony figure and that's when Jarvis informs Tony that the Mark Forty Three managed to rescue those people. Uh, managed to rescue those people, or maybe have it so that he's piloting the Mark Forty Three on his way to um to rescue Rhodey and Pepper. But have it so that Tony Tony sends the rescue armor to Pepper. She uses it to break free and bust some heads. And then Tony uses his MacGyver tech in order to get Rody, set Rody free. And all three of them kick some extremists. But and um, they all and so they re, so they get the, get their heads together. They're like, what's going on? That's when uh, Jarvis reveals what's going on in the news. And they they man they find a TV they find a TV turn it to turn it on and it's revealed that they the American people um, uh, are be, you know the American people are being are um, they're given a choice and it's up to Iron Man to make the choice. Um, the pr- here is your president strung out like like the Christ he so worships. He sees himself as a martyr. So I decided. To make him live up to that, and he, you know, it's in the Iron Patriot armor, and he might, you know, makes a makes a comment about American imperialism and how you know it's a, a fitting end that a, 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 a machine of war painted in red, white, and blue shall be the shall be the the coffin for the for for for, for, the, for your American president, and you know, something like, something along those lines, and. Um, and and so if uh, and so you know I, maybe not no he doesn't give it to Tony he tells the American public to demand of their you know de- that since he did not give in to their demand since their president did not give in to demands he shall die and it's up to the vice president to give in to his demands or the president will die and you know you, it's revealed that the vice president is working with AIM and he will agree to let the president die in order to ascend to the presidency and so. Tony, uh, Tony, uh, Pepper, and Rhodey see this, and they're like, "We got what? What the hell are we gonna do?" And Tony, and Tony, um, here, yeah, they all hear from Jarvis announces the suit. The suits are fully functional, sir. Shall, shall I send some your way? Um, so, you know, he says, "Send two our way. Send two our way, Jarvis." And uh, have the rest. Uh, have the rest. Have the rest. Uh, Hold off for right now, and so Tony sends in the um, the you know so Tony takes the Mark Thirteen, and he gives uh, one of the other marks to uh, Rhodey. They all fly to uh, wherever the probably the Potomac somewhere in D.C. maybe wherever the president's being held, and it's you know it's like ten o'clock at night, getting ready for the big moment when the president is killed on Christmas. Because it's just still Shane Black, and and they once they're free, they they make their way there and they devise a plan. Tony and Pepper are going to try and take out the extremist agents and find Killian and the Mandarin. 
Uh, Rhodey is going to get the president to safety, and and it's th- and it's that point that they're discovered, and they're told and they're told to give in, and you know, and then and then things go live immediately. It seems it seems your great hero Tony Stark, the warmonger himself, has decided to step things take things early. What shall it be, Mister? So, Mister Stark. You know what? 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 How do you? Will, you know, will, will you join your president in a glorious death? And uh, that's when Jarvis announced. Jarvis asks, "Shall I? Shall I initiate uh, uh, the House Party Protocol, sir? Uh, p- please do. Oh, please do, Jarvis. And that's when all the Iron Man suits are revealed to have been are are revealed to be there. And it's a bi- it's the big old Iron Man brawl with Rhodey." Going straight for the taking out extremist agents surrounding the president and taking the president, getting the president to safety. While while the uh, while the extremist agents try to speed up the explosion that's supposed to kill the president because it was initially set as a timer. So instead of having a without you know without th- you know without thinking that uh, that Tony would be ballsy enough to risk the president's life, they never had like an insta kill button. So they have the extremist agents go in to try and heat up something. And so to- uh, Rhodey and the other armors are taking them out. He gets the president's safety, gets the Iron Patriot armor back. Meanwhile, Pepper and Tony are fighting. You know, Tony's doing the switcheroos with- between the armors when some go down. And Pepper's m- maintaining her own with the rescue armor. And um, and that's when they run into Killian. So eventually they make their way to Killian. And Tony sends in the Mark 43 to kill Killian, and they think Killian's dead until they, and when they go to investigate it, he's like half a man. He's like a, he's like the Terminator at the end of the first movie, and he's half just a torso trying to make his way with the little limbs finally starting to forming back slowly. And that, and, uh, killing, and, um, that's when, and, and that's when, um, uh, that Tony looks up. Tony and Pepper look up, and they see a figure coming in through uh, the heat and the smoke. And that's when the Mandarin finally steps forward, and Kill- And it's re- and that's when the Mandarin. And that's when Killian kind of surreptitiously reveals that that um, that he that he's been wor- that that. And then Killian. Well, no. Um, that's when the Mandarin sort of reveal sort of talks to Killian and like, "You are such a disappointment." And and he reveals that, and he tells Killian that he it was hit you know without hit without my means how you know how how did I, how are you to be, to become this super soldier? You are you are you are just as much a product of mine as you are of Miss Hansen's, and you know it's it's the whole reveal that the Mandarin has been funding AIM this whole time, and I had such you know I I, I had such hopes for you. Mr. Killian, but it appears you're no worth. You're only worth worth. You know, you're only worth to me is as a puppet. And that's when he activates his rings to turn Killian into a more um, a more powerful version of the extremist form. Basic, basically, basically, essentially, uh, almost a Human Torch level of heat. He supercharges the extremist formula into something inhuman. And almost gives it superhuman abilities, mystic abilities, and he sends the Mandarin sends Killian off to 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 destroy Pepper and him and Pepper and Tony continue to hold it off, but they they're struggling. That's when Ro- that's when Rhodey comes in, flies in with the rest of the armors, and they and they begin to take down Killian. And and once there's once Killian is subdued and 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 destroyed. And left into as left as ash with like their when like Tony and Rhodey and Pepper's arm pieces of armor are missing during after the fight. Uh, Tony and Pepper, well, Tony's the one who who leads the charge to take down the Mandarin with Pepper and Rhodey in in pursuit. And Tony lands a, lands a few blows on the on the Mandarin. Mandarin, you know, slaps him around a bit with the magic rings. Uh, holds Pepper and Rhodey. Rhodey hostage, you know, at, at his mercy. You decide their fate, Mister Stark. Are their lives worth losing? 
it worth losing it, it just to end mine and and uh and Tony and Tony um and Tony uses the remaining pieces of the Mark 43 with like like feet and um well I guess um yeah you know what he sends in another Mark uh another Mark suit to take to explode Killian in that initial explosion um, but he uses the Mark 43 to explode the Mandarin. And that's what he thinks the Mandarin is gone. Um, and he just finds, and he, and he thinks he finds the rings, but they also, and he thinks he sees um, little bits and pieces, but everything just turns to ash, including the magic rings that were on his fingers. And Tony's like, well, well shit. I thought this would be the last we'd seen of this. Well, that's the last we've seen of this guy, you know, and emphasizing that um, that that's the last I'll see of this guy. It's all over now. Or maybe he sends, he's wearing the Mark 43, he sends it over to the Mandarin. Then that's how he, and that's how he thinks he gets, takes out the Mandarin. And so, um, and so with the Mandarin and Killian out, the president's safe, Tony initiates um, the, clean, the, the clean house initiative or whatever it's called. Where he destroys all of the armors, including the rescue armor, and you know, and all the other ones. But um, and and then they look it over at Rhodey, and he's and uh, you sure you don't want to lose that? You sure you don't lose that dead weight? And Rhodey's like, "Oh, I'm keeping that. Oh, oh no, I'm keeping this. I might uh give it a. I might uh revamp the paint job a bit. Make it. I'm thinking of. A, I'm thinking of more of a classic look. You know, something along those lines. And you know, emphasizing that the Alien Patriot thing is kind of." played out he wants to return to war machine he's always going to be war machine and so and so once everything and then the epilogue will still be relatively the same uh the vice president will be arrested uh along with several uh along with you know aim will be raided by the government and um tony will tony will uh receive a call from dr Wu, and he'll undergo the surgery and Pepper and Rhodey will kind of help him out on his rate of recovery. Happy awakes, Happy wakes up from his coma, and uh, things. And Tony takes everything that was left from his mansion and uh, prepares to bring it anew. But no matter what, he'll always be Iron Man. Then add in a po- a middle post credit sequence, a mid credit sequence of. A figure walking through, walking into a laboratory. We only see it from like the waist, from behind, waist and behind. So it's just a figure in robes, and um, and it's only like, oh sir, you know, oh sir, we didn't expect you here. Uh, we're putting the final touches. You know, he's walking into a laboratory. Uh, you see, some scientists have aim as they're uh, as they're like uh, marking on the on the coat. And then you see a giant gray figure in the background, but it's out of focus. And the um, and the and the scientists are you know like saying, "Oh, we're doing our final touches. We 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 took a lot of inspiration from that uh, from that from that um, what from that uh, from that uh, thing in New Mexico. We think it's along those lines, but it's much much older, much much more powerful. Uh, if we could got, if we could get our hands on Stark's AI technology, we could have a, you could have a, a machine to be more powerful than." Tony Stark himself, hinting towards the Avengers, the Avengers Age of Ultron thing, where Tony would create the AI that would be his own undoing, and um, ha- and then have the voice, and then have the figure speak. Oh, don't worry about, oh, don't worry about that. I have my own method. I can create an intelligence that that Tony, St- that even Tony Stark would be would would um. Would pale in comparison. Let me know when what when he is ready, and I'll be the one to breathe, hit, give him the breath of life, and hint, and then have, show on the ring, show on the ten ring, you know, focus on the ten rings, and sh- and zoom out, and it's the man. It's focus, you know, as you pass with the ten, show show the hand with the with the rings, and then zoom it, and then zoom, you know, change focus and reveal the giant gray figure. Is Ultimo, and show that Mandarin is sh- is using the AIM scientists to repurpose this Ultimo figure that he had that he had found, and he, and make it 
make it more powerful than you know make it kind of like an amalgamation of what Tony Stark has done with the Iron Man suits and his own mysticism and uh, you know hint that Ultimo is coming so I think that'll I think that's a much better uh, version of Iron Man three you incorporated a lot of the of the Mandarin stuff from the comics um, I think. If you, you'd have to do it right, otherwise you'd still be making a very you know a very Middle Eastern caricature character. You know he's a, he's not a real you know instead of making him a you know you'd have to make him a more viable villain than just than, you know, than just a cartoon. And I think you I think you you know the right writer could could have done that. And I think you keep Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. I think that's perfectly viable. Yeah, if not him, maybe like a oh what's his name um, from. Um, from Jurassic World, um, the I think it's Irfan Khan. Is that who it is? Um, let me pull up Jurassic World. I want to say Khan is his last name. Irfan Khan. That's right. Um, Irfan Khan. For those who don't know, he was the one who was in charge of InGen during the um, in uh, Jurassic World. But he is a um, he's an Indian actor. Who is who is also uh, the police inspector in Slumdog Millionaire? Uh, he's a mate. I don't know if he's Bollywood per se, but he's you know most of his credits are from uh, Indian movies. He was also Adult Pai Patel in Life of Pi. So I'm not sure why is that not his highest? Why is that? Why is he just police inspector in Slumdog Millionaire? Why not Adult Pi in Life of Pi? Um, anyway, uh, have maybe have Irfan Khan play him. If not Kingsley, but I think you could eat. You know, you could have the Mandarin be more more based on the comics iteration, and have him be a shadowy figure. Have him be the arch nemesis. He's always been the Tony Stark, but you change things around so that you make him less of a cartoon version of the evil communist that he was in the book and the comic books, and make him more just the antithesis of Tony Stark. As you know, in it, the modern day Tony Stark, so he's he's a myst, he uses mysticism. He is he is selfish and proud. You know, like he's the flip coin to Tony Stark, so he's proud and selfish. But he uses mysticism, and he and he does things more violently. Whereas Tony would much rather do things for the public good, things like that. You know, have, have him be like the flip the 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 nega Tony Stark, as it were, and. um and you know, keep the extremist stuff. Keep Aldrich Killian. Have him be the main bad guy. Have him be the um, the one that, that that takes most of the focus. But have the Mandarin there to be like he usually is—the one pulling most of the strings and being the big, you know, the big bad. And then maybe in the post-credits scene, you also have a hint that they're working on a, a on a on this like floating suit, uh, uh, you know, call you know, with like a little. Little thing on the side that reads Project Modok, um, another uh, comic book character. Uh, Modok is basically um, the uh, the head on a on a chair with like the little stubby arms and legs. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think I think that would be much more viable. You take out the Tennessee bit with the kid; that was the worst of it. That was what killed this movie for me. That whole second act ruins that ruins the movie and so i think and i i i think that depends i never cared much for the mandarin twist being he was an actor i almost think that's kind of worse because it's like oh hey we paid some guy to be a caricature because the white guy is really the bad guy which i mean it's it's a lot more convoluted and like i said the whole thing of like we're gonna kidnap you tony stark i'm gonna send my agents to take you down and we're also going to kidnap your girlfriend, and we're going to also kidnap your best friend, and we're also going to threaten the president. Like, a lot of this stuff is really, this is all really convoluted when you think about it out loud. And so I think I streamlined it as much as I could, but I think, uh, but I think I managed to, you know, iron out, iron out a bunch of the of the of the ruffles in the premise, and I and I think switching it. So that Tony doesn't instead hints towards the new Avengers headquarters. Maybe, maybe t- say during Avengers Age of Ultron, you know, I had this thing in uh, 
you know, I found this place. You know, I found this place not too long ago. I think it would be a good place. I, I think uh, if we move from, uh, I think it's a nice uh, location to move from uh, Avengers Tower. And um, you know, I think I just think that would be a much better idea than have Tony go to Tennessee for no reason. Like, what does he gain from being in Tennessee other than that he's out of the picture? You know, it, it's it, the whole that whole second act bothers me. And um, since we're out of Tennessee, maybe have Stan Lee be um, instead of the pageant judge, have him be. Um, Ooh, uh, oh, you know what you could do? You have him be one of the AIM scientists in the mid-credit sequence. Uh, maybe the one, maybe one of the ones working on that uh, project Modoc. You know, oh, heads up, and then like have him like, oh, heads up, big guy's coming. You know, like, eh, get it? He's working on Modoc. Heads up, things like that. I think that would work. But yeah, I think making instead of giving uh, Pepper extremist powers just so just so you can take him away. I think giving her the rescue armor, which is from the comics, makes a lot more sense. And I think um, keeping AIM around and implying that AIM is still around, even though their their headquarters have been raided, uh, shows that you know they're they're you know to pick, keep it keep an eye out for them in the future. Uh, maybe uh, have one of the uh, maybe have one of the scientists have the last name Who on it, implying uh, Tony Who the. Uh, the daughter of Jensen, who from the comics, who becomes the who becomes the other Iron Patriot besides Norman Osborn. Like I said, there's there's all kinds of stuff that you could do with this that I think would be better than what we ultimately got. So let me know what you think. Did do you think about, do you like my version of uh, Iron Man three better than the other one? Uh, is there something that you would have liked to have seen? In Iron Man three that you didn't get it that you didn't see, uh, let me know uh, in the comments to this post. Uh, let me know what, at, pop, at popcorn junkie that at popcorn junkie podcast at gmail.com. And if if you can get more people to support the Patreon, I can make more mo- make more movies better in this format. Let me know if you want to if you, if you want to see more changes to the format. Uh, maybe add some bumper music or something like that. Let me know what you think. And uh, could please and uh, please continue to support the Popcorn Junkie podcast so that I can give you more content like this. Until next time, I'm John Bailey, here to make all your movies better. <laughs>